Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional. Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com We believe in education, not indoctrination. Parody Project um, puts truth to um, music <laughs> and and uh, makes art out of bad stuff. So in this case, it's Florida. Hi, welcome to a Monday. I'm Nicole Sandler coming to you now from Arizona because we escaped from Florida. So I got to tell you, I, I tried to do a little yard sale thing this weekend and sold a couple of things, not much, but I did meet a number of neighbors. Um, so, you know, it just got me outside and, and talking to people. So that's, that's good. Um, uh, but what was interesting is the conversation that happened a, a number of times over the weekend with people saying, so where'd you come from? And I explained, we moved from Florida. And the first thing is really, I hear everybody's moving to Florida and I have to explain, I don't understand why. First of all, Housing prices have exploded to where Florida is now um, like the most expensive state in in the nation. Should you care to move? Um, uh, housing prices have gone through the roof. You know, even if we were going to stay there, we wouldn't have been able to afford anything. Now, it's it's not exactly cheap here in Arizona. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 tough. We are, you know, having a tough time of it. However, it's still a lot less expensive than for rent or, or to buy a place. But the other thing about Florida is if you do have a home, if you have a, uh, a, a house, you cannot get homeowner's insurance. Just try this, you know, if you've got spare time. Call, call any of the insurers 
and ask if they're writing homeowner policies in Florida. You will find out that most of the big ones have left. I mean, even like AAA and um, I, I, I don't want to say a name of one, but, but the, the major insurance companies have pulled out of the state. They're not writing policies. And let me tell you something. This crisis began under the former governor, Rick Voldemort Scott. And when DeSantis came in, you know, governor death sentence, he did nothing to fix the problem. He called a number of special sessions of the legislature, but to deal with really important issues like, oh, um, don't say gay in school, um, you know, things like that, book banning, you know, those kind of woke, the, his anti-woke initiative. That's what DeSantis called special sessions to deal with, not the insurance problem. And you still cannot buy homeowners insurance in Florida. If you can get it, your premiums have tripled, quadrupled, quintupled. They've, they've expanded exponentially. Um, so it's, it's impossible to find. Now I have a friend, an old friend of mine who works in the music business, who not too, a couple of years ago moved to Fort Lauderdale and, um, he is close to the beach. He's on the East side of Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, I hadn't seen him in years and we, I met, we saw each other, believe it or not, at the Michael Franti concert, um, some months ago before, right before I left Florida. And I said, so what do you do about insurance? And he said, we don't have it. He said, his is the only house on the block that hadn't been upgraded. Like they didn't renovate it. It's an old beach shack. And he said, look, the house isn't worth anything. The only thing that's worth anything is the land the house sits on. So the house isn't insured and the land will be here. That's what he thinks because that land not too far from Las Olas Boulevard <laughs> and A1A at the beach in Fort Lauderdale will soon be underwater, in which case his land won't be worth shit either. So there's that. It, it's sort of fitting for the subject. Uh, today, we have an author coming up and there's a book called Dying for Capitalism, How Big Money Fuels Extinction and What We Can Do About It. And this sort of piggybacks off the interview we did last week with Desi Doyen, about climate change, because it all comes together. But, you know, I, I, I started with this rant on Florida because of that song that I just played from a parody project about schools. So as I'm talking to neighbors this weekend who are coming by and chatting with me, um, they, you know, they're like, so you left Florida. And I said, you know, another thing is book banning Florida is the capital of the United States when it comes to book banning. Um, and, and not one person like, you know, I, I don't know what my neighbor's political affiliations are. I really don't because I'm new here. Um, but not a single person like, you know, had a bad reaction to when I said the governor is nuts you can't get homeowners insurance. They're banning books in schools. You can't say gay, things like that. And so it seems like I'm in a pretty blue area. I just have a feeling. Again, not one person like rolled their eyes or, or made any kind of disparaging remark, which I found interesting. You know, it was the first reaction, though, was, oh, I heard everybody's moving to Florida. Word of warning, don't. That said, since we're going to be on the subject of money today, I got to tell you how I've spent my day. Yeah. You know, I'm always trying to make the studio work a little better. And I had a little setback with another thing I was doing. I've, I've told you guys about this project that I've been working on for um, better part of a year. I probably shouldn't talk about it because it's going to upset me, but I will anyway, because I'm always honest with you guys. So I've been telling you all about Women Who Rock, right? This other business I've been putting together with some other radio people like women, uh, female radio veterans. And, you know, well, the bottom line is it's dead. It all fell apart. Um, and what's really sad 
is this should be a no brainer. I should be able to uh, put up an internet radio station. After all, I've been in radio for over 40 years. I know the business. I'm a pioneer of internet radio, in fact. So here's a here's a story from the archives. They, um, in, in 2000, back in the olden days, 23 years ago, my God, 23 years ago, um, I was working at a radio station in Los Angeles. It was called Channel 1031. And it was actually two stations. There was um, a one, the smaller signals that don't cover the full market. And LA is a huge, sprawling metropolitan area. There was 1031 in Santa Monica. And then down the coast in Newport Beach, there was another station at 1031. And we had both of them. It was KACD and KBCD. And so we had good coverage and we called it Channel 1031. Well, these two stations were owned by a company called, when, when I went to work for them, um, I think it was still JCOR, and then they merged with AMFM. And AMFM, and then in the, in the middle of all this, JCOR was bought by Clear Channel. This was the, the golden age of consolidation. Golden. I, I use the term facetiously. Um, and so we... Uh, you know, we were two signals and the the rule was in the old days before the Telecommunications Act of 1996, one company could own nationally, could own seven AM stations, seven FM stations, and I believe seven television stations with no more than one in each market. It might've only been three TVs. I could be wrong. It was a long time ago, but somewhere in that neighborhood, it was seven AM, seven FM. Telecommunications Act of 1996 gets signed into law by Bill Clinton. And among the many awful things this legislation did, it relaxed the ownership rules. One of the cool things about radio was that it was always a, um, a local medium. And the thing that I love about it, you know that you could tune in and find out what the local weather is, what the traffic is. They're broadcasting to your community. Well, this wiped that out. So now... Instead of one company being able to own in one market, one AM, one FM, and maybe a TV station, they can now own seven AM stations, seven FM stations, and a TV station or two or three. Took away all the, the ownership rules. And depending on the market, I mean, in a tiny market, they can't own seven, seven, and two or three. But uh, in Los Angeles, they sure could. So AMFM merged with Clear Channel or Clear Ch whatever Clear Channel bought AMFM, and the result was they had more than seven FM signals in the LA market. So they needed to divest because we had two signals, and we were this niche format, very eclectic adult alternative music. We were the ones who got sold. But we had a, a, a very forward-thinking general manager, great guy named Charlie Riley. And by this time, I'd been promoted to program director because they knew that we were going under. Our, our program manager moved back to uh, Denver, and I was the program director. And Charlie and I took a proposal to the higher-ups at Clear Channel, and we said, let us make radio history. Let us be the first station to go seamlessly from over the air to internet only. Again, this is 2000. Um, and they said, okay. And so we had coverage. The New York Times came out. The Wall Street Journal wrote about us. Chicago Tribune. In fact, hold on one second. I've got a, I've got a thing on my wall. I'm going to pull it down. Uh, uh, and to show you um, that I'm not kidding, this was, <laughs> I pulled the microphone over here so you can hear me. This is from the Chicago Tribune, see, making radio waves. And there's a picture of me in my office with my dog, Sandy, because Sandy went to the radio station with me every day. But the Chicago Tribune did this whole spread on us. And um, basically the headline reads, a mainstream station abandons broadcasting to go to the web is the future of radio online. The date on this, August 25th, 2000. 
and I'm going to read a little bit of it for you because I can. It says, um, until very recently, out of favor radio stations like old soldiers tended to just fade away. But here on the foamy cusp of the Pacific Rim, one traditional station is using cutting edge digital technology to forestall death and maybe even usher in the future. Um, If by moving its operation lock, stock and barrel to the Internet, KACD FM 103.1 is able to stay alive in the face of rampant merger mania, the Santa Monica based purveyor of world class rock will have accomplished something no other station has done. If it fails, the worst that can happen is that KACD's experiment will be dismissed as being slightly ahead of its time. Uh, uh, And there's a thing here. I'm quoted. Uh, We think the time is right says Nicole Sandler, KACD's program director and a mainstay in the Southern California album alternative, uh, adult album alternative radio scene. With the arrival of wireless, wireless internet applic- uh, appliances like the Kima player, that was a thing then, um, Kerbango and Sonicbox, those were all internet radios back then. Even Napster, which is so different than what we're doing, it shows us that people are willing to get their music from the web. And the record labels are starting to deal with it as well. It's become a reality where a couple of years ago, it was a concept. And then I said, it's still a bit early, but we want to be there when the technology catches up to the demand. Anyway, so this article, if you're interested in reading the whole thing, it it is kind of interesting. Hold on. Let me put it down so it doesn't fall. Along with a lot of other press is all on my website. I've got it all posted there. It's at NicoleSandler.com. And in the pull-down menu under About Nicole, there's a whole area for press. And there's, um, you know, again, the Wall Street Journal was there. CNN was there. Local television was there. Uh, When we flipped the switch and the -the over-the-air signal went away and we came up on the internet, here was the problem. We were too early. Um, because we were a radio station though, and we were just pushing our, you know, we had a tiny little AM signal somewhere up in like Woodland Hills so that we were still an over the air radio station and got around the music licensing that way, because we were simulcasting this radio signal on a signal that nobody listened to because they didn't even know it was there. So we were going, moving along. We were doing okay. We actually partnered with legendary record producer, Bob Ezrin. Bob Ezrin produced Pink Floyd's The Wall, among many others. And he had also seen the, um, uh, the um, promise of internet radio and had started uh, Enigma Digital. It was called Enigma Digital, also in Santa Monica. We actually wound up, we had to vacate our studios and then we moved in to the Enigma Digital Studios, which were lovely, by the way. And um, we were moving right along. We had world, we were worldclassrock.com. And also under that roof, he had knec.com, which had been a, a heavy metal station down in Long Beach. He had luxuriamusic.com and grooveradio.com. So there were four internet radio stations operating and we were, we were way ahead of our times. We were the pioneers. And then the dot-com bust happened and it all went to shit. And so that's when I lost my job. That's when I wound up leaving Los Angeles. Sounds like a song, leaving Los Angeles. Anyway, um, this is all a, a very roundabout long way of saying that, um, uh, you know, I was an internet radio pioneer. But the problem is, since before then, it was, again, it was 1996 when the, um, uh, the Telecommunications Act was passed and the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And those regulations that are such nonsense are still in place. No, they've never been updated. So, the pro- so this is a long way of telling you what worldclassrock.com is now dead. Um, w- music licensing is still the most, <clears throat> excuse me, expensive part of putting on uh, uh, an over the, uh, over the internet, internet only radio station. And the thing is, the more listeners you have, the more expensive it gets. So you never can get ahead. Anyway, we had a deal with somebody who operates a bunch of internet radio stations who was going to let us sort of piggyback on his plan. <clears throat> and until we hit 2 million streams 
apparently we were, you know, we were going to be good. Well, that whole deal fell apart. The guy who had the URL, see, it's a guy. This is the problem we had with uh, womenwhorock.com. We had a couple of guys involved and the guys are the ones who flaked. So um, the guy who owned the URL, <coughs> excuse me, the guy who owned the URL decided five months ago that he was supposed to be retired and he didn't want to be any, have any part of it. Uh, he just, you know, he's like, I'll give you guys the URL <clears throat> to develop as you see fit, as you see fit. That was the quote. And so we'd been spinning our wheels trying to get some, you know, get this thing launched. And I spoke to um, one of the other women involved and I said, did he ever formalize it and give us, you know, control of the URL? And she said, no, but we have the login information. That's all we need. And I said, actually, that's not all we need. So <clears throat> I shot off an email and said, we need to formalize this. And basically then he said, well, I need to get paid for it. It's like, we don't have any money. We're not starting. It, it, the whole thing was just everything he said five months ago, he went back on. And so you know, some of the other women who are in the group said, well, I don't trust this guy. And he's the one who brought the other guy with the music licensing in. So here we are. I've been busting my ass for the better part of a year, um, building this music library, programming this test stream. And, um, and now it's, it's dead in the water. We may try to regroup after the holidays. I, I reserved another URL that I actually think is even better than women who rock, but I don't know. I don't know. And so, and this weekend, uh, one of the, a listener, I forget who told me, but somebody sent me a message saying WXPN, which by the way, is one of the best music stations out there. It's non-com it's in yeah, Penn, uh, 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 University of Pennsylvania. Um, it's their radio station. XPN.org will get you there. And all weekend long, and they're still today, they were doing, they're at 88.5 FM. They were doing their their um, uh, countdown of the 885 best songs by women. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, they talk about taking our idea and it is, it's still a great idea. So I don't know. Um, it seems like everything in, in my life is sort of falling apart. <laughs> I still have this. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, but here we are. Um, so all that happened. Uh, links don't work for Orange County Register. Oh, they don't. Sydney, thank you. All right. I will, uh, I will fix them. Now, the, Sydney said the links don't work for Orange County Register February 6th and 9th, 1997. That was the station before that went off the air. I'll fix, I'll fix those links though. Sydney, thank you for alerting me. My website needs some updating. Um, I, I've been remiss, uh, just, you know, doing too much and nothing at the same time. So anyway, so I'm sitting here today. Uh, I moved computers around because honestly, the computer that I was using for women who rock is a better machine than the computer I was using to stream video here to YouTube and on the Nicole Sandler show. So I switched the computers. And of course, when I switch out computers, I'm going to have technical issues. Um, so maybe Elon is interested. Hope is saying, do it anyway, Nicole. We're going to have to decide if, you know, the we've narrowed down the group. So instead of having 20 people, there was never 20, but a smaller group and see if we can do like a Kickstarter or a not GoFundMe because that's like for six people, um, some kind of a corporate funding thing. And maybe if you guys want to invest, um, just we don't have the money to launch it. So anyway, that's what I've been dealing with. Then today, um, I go online, I'm, I'm doing my stuff, I'm prepping for the show, and I'm, um, huh, uh, I, I noticed that it's sluggish. It's like, why is my internet so slow? And you know, I pay, just so you know, in Florida, there are many good things about Florida, but I had internet service. We had fiber 
service from a company called Bluestream that was really shitty until they got the fiber installed and then it got better. $65 a month. We had gig service up and down and unlimited data. Here, to pay for gig service, by the way, you only get it down. Going up, you get a tenth of the speed. So 100 megabytes up, allegedly 1,000 down. But it goes out every day. And by the way, the only game in town is Cox. Just so you know. Horrible. Monopolies suck. And so Cox... And this is, this is going to be a lead-in to our guest, who hopefully will be along in a, in a few minutes. Um, and I'll tell you about him when he gets here. Uh, anyway, so what I paid $65 a month for in Florida, lesser service here is $159 a month. Except if you want them to, you know, if you have problems and you want them to come out to the house, um, they, they, um, they will charge you $75 if it's not their equipment that's at fault. Or you can pay an extra $10 a month and then they don't charge you when they come out. It's extortion, people. It's extortion. So I'm paying for gig speed down. Let me show you what I've got now. Okay, I'm pinging it now. Oh, it, it was 30. I was getting 30 up, uh, up until now. And I just tested it again. Oh, wait a minute. That's the ups up. My upload speed is faster. My download speed is still 29. 29. So I call Cox with an X and I say, your service really sucks. And there's nothing they will do about it. They will send out a tech. Um, and when I say I'm not paying you an extra penny, they say, well, you know, we can't promise there will be no charge. It all depends on what the, uh, uh, you know, where the problem is. If it's in the wiring in your house or it's, it's something like that, uh, we will charge you. It's like I'm not paying you guys another dime. It's highway robbery. It's like, how do you get blood from a stone? But they do. And so, you know, there's that next door site. Well, which is very hyper local. Yeah, my my download speed is now 30.97 megabytes per second. Why am I paying $160 a month for this? Can anyone tell me? Bueller? I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, so, I mean, I, I spoke to the person who couldn't help me. I spoke to the supervisor who couldn't help me. I called the person whose number I had, who I bitched at when we first got the service because it was so expensive. But I go on next door and there are people, it depends where you are. There are people who pay $50 a month for the same service I have. And there are people who pay $200 a month for the same service I have. There's no uniformity. They are horrible. Um, and Rick Smith said, I tweeted on X with an X. I've been tweeting on X. You want to hear what I wrote? Uh, I've been, t- the, it's the only thing the Twitter or shitter is still good for, which is to uh, grieve, to, to air your grievances. It's perfect for Festivus, you know? I'll have to remember that. Um, I wrote, at Coxcom is shamefully awful. Charging a fortune every month, internet goes down daily. My gig down speed is currently at 30 megabytes per second, and they want to charge $75 to send out a tech. I pay $160 a month for their fastest with unlimited data, and this is the shit service I get. Unreal. But it's not only on the internet. It's everything. No matter where you turn, everything is more expensive, except you know what hasn't gone up? Uh, our income. Unless you're in the top 1%, in which case you've got more money to, um, uh, to blow, more money than you can possibly spend in a lifetime or 10. So Hope, I, lo- I love you guys. So Hope in the chat room says, I'm going to do some research for your area, Nicole. I did last mile connectivity, so this is absurd. Um, I tried. I found a thing called Arizona.network. And allegedly it was a hundred dollars a month, unlimited, everything, still more than I paid in Florida, but certainly better than the 160. And I got an email back from them this morning. We don't serve your area. 
We have a bunch of companies that are allegedly laying fiber, but it's not in yet. Um, so I don't know what the answer is, but, um, you know, this money madness is pretty insane. And um, we're going to, I mean, we keep getting gouged no matter where you turn. It's, it's price gouging. I'm sorry. I'm just looking to see um, our guest should be showing up any minute now. And I, I just want to make sure there's no, no, there's no email. Um, <laughs> nope. So hopefully he'll be here. So I'm looking at this book, right? I honestly, I haven't read, it's very techie. It's very, uh, not techie, technical. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the people who wrote blurbs for the book are sort of the usual suspects. No, I'm not on a cell modem. I'm on a, um, I, I didn't do this. I could do the cell modem through T-Mobile, it would be $35 a month. But what I have is, um, no, I have Cox, the cable with, um, you know, supposedly great service. Hello. Except that it isn't. Hey, Spocko. Well, your guest isn't here. No, no. So I'll wait until they show up. And cool. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations on discovering how horrible the internet <laughs> is in Arizona. Oh, my God. Cox sucks. Let me just say it out loud. <laughs> Cox sucks. Um, or you could say suck Cox. It, either way, it sucks. It's just, and, and there's no alternative. It's a monopoly. This is always the problem. The cable companies, when they first got onto the scene, got monopolies from townships. And now I guess the monopolies are not, um, you know, written in stone, but it costs a fortune for other companies to come into the area. And that's the problem we're at. Lisa says, try HughesNet, Nicole, satellite internet. HughesNet has just horrible speeds. You know, yeah. it's one thing, it's <clears throat> like the, the you know, the T-Mobile, all the cell service ones, the hotspot ones that I need lightning fast internet to be able to stream video. So those, the internet service or the satellite service and the cell service ones aren't enough for me. That's why the 30 megabytes per second is not enough. Thankfully, my up speed, my upload speed is still higher than it, than the download. Um, so I'm able to be on the air, although I see it says YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. I, I should probably get off. I, no, I, I'm, I'm screwing up your. No, your it's not you. It's it's Cox. That well, little a lot Cox. Of things that you can do on your end. Yeah. I used to work in this area. Mm. I helped launch a bunch of the companies that provided the service. And one of the things they tell you is, the end user, particularly the consumers and users, are totally screwed over. Yeah. I mean, they they'll focus on where they can make the big bucks and the business side and you can get gigabit fiber and stuff. But end users are pretty much horrible. We, horrible. Right. So what do we do? But there are things you can do on like? your computer and we can talk about it, you know, later offline. I just wanted to uh, say uh, the hilarity that it happened yesterday with uh, Elmo uh, talking on with Alex Jones uh, bringing him back to uh, to the shitter. Yeah, it what was, the? So so hold on. So Alex Jones is back on shitter today. Yes, yes. Why? Because people voted and said yes. Let that hate talker <laughs> back on. Yeah, yeah. I. It was uh, bonkers and hilarious. Not only was it bonkers, it was you listen to it, and I have to remind myself. These guys, they're not under oath. There's no consequences for them lying. And what they still did was Alex Jones blamed PR firms for what happened to him. It was, it was the PR firm and uh, the, the one that handles the UN. They're the ones who put out these <laughs> articles for me. And, yeah. and then uh, Musk just totally buys it. And he just goes like, oh, yeah, well, that happened. And you know who else was on the call? Vivek Ramaswamy, who oh, ended up God. praising Alex Jones, <laughs> and uh, Ellen, Ellen, uh, the other guy, Andrew Tate, who was a, uh, a con convicted and in, imprisoned in Romania, and he said the CIA set him up. So, uh, oh my God, I, uh, I, I, I would love. I actually sent a clip to, to to Marcy because in that clip he talks about whether or not he could provide 
his Starlink service um, in Gaza. And he made up a bunch of, he said a bunch of weird stuff. But what really blew me away was how he talked about providing Starlink to the Ukraine. And I followed that kind of carefully, but it's just totally made up about the timeline. He said, you know, and and I'm those people aren't my boss. And, and if President Biden had called me, I would have. And I don't want to do like repeat his lies. I just remember who was hurt because of him making a decision that wasn't in line with the U.S.'s policy. And he's a U.S. company, et cetera. He's a private citizen. It was it was bonkers. There's a lot of that going around. <laughs> there, you know, I, 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 I'm almost glad that this this author has not shown up um, because, again, I, di- I didn't read this book. The thing that got me, though, was uh, so I started telling you the the blurbs on here written by Medea Benjamin, Noam Chomsky, Ralph Nader and a few other people that I don't really know. But there a lot of them are like professors of sociology, which is what this guy is. And he's an author that I think this is 25th or 26th book. But the thing is, these are not like consumer books. So I, I Googled it. You know, I looked it up to see. I usually try to put a link to a book if I have an author, not the Amazon link, but um, bookshop.org, because it is, um, you know, it's it it's independent booksellers. It's, it's a better, I'd rather give them the money than, you know, Bezos. So... I look up Dying for Capitalism, which is the name of the book. Hold on. And it comes up like on Amazon. Now I can't find it. But um, here at Walmart, this book, this paperback book is available for $170. Um, here it is at Abe A Books or Abe Books, $105.95. Here it is. Okay, here it is on Amazon. It is available on Amazon. Oh, the Kindle version is $31.78. The, the paperback is $43. What the hell? What year did this come out? What now it's brand out? new. It's a brand new book. Huh. So, wow, this is fascinating. If isn't it? he comes on, he could talk about how the system is gamed. This is clearly sounds like an algorithm gaming who would log on where and saying, oh, this is somebody in Arizona who clearly we have money, so we'll make it so that person pays this much. And he could probably talk about the way that this entire thing was kind of set up this way. It it sounds like something Cory Doctor could explain. Yes. It may be time for Cory to come back on the show. I know he has a new book out, I think. He's got a book out like every month. That man is just insane. prolificness. And he actually, I actually put a clip on him when he was on the majority report talking about the monopolies that you're just, you know, we're we're talking about. And the thing that I really liked what, what he said was we used to have an antitrust system set up on something called dealing with harm domination where, where a company totally dominated a market. And then because of that, they ended up harming people. And he said, if we don't have competition, to stop them, or we can't have regulation or labor, then they'll just get away with it. And in this case, the competition in your internet area is basically, you know, struck down to just a handful of companies and you, the consumer, are the ones, you know, paying the price. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It is a monopolistic system and there's nothing you can do about it. So at least in Florida, I think the reason that my that Bluestream service was so inexpensive was because at first AT&T had the monopoly. So it was AT&T. Um, and there was a there was a um, a cable company. I think it was called Advanced Cable when we when I first got there, and then they sold and became Blue Link, and so they offered the only competition to AT and T. Well, AT and T, it's such a joke what these big companies do. They were supposed to be putting in fiber in our neighborhood. Well, they had the the workmen out there every day doing the digging and everything until they broke a water main and they damaged <laughs> these multi-million dollar homes. And the, the, the installation of the fiber stopped. I mean, it was supposed to be in, in like 2020. 
and nothing, nothing. And they, and they were like, oh, it's still coming. They never say, oh, we damaged all these homes with it when we broke a water main, um, but they just stopped installation. And then Bluestream came in and laid their fiber and it, lo and behold, it worked. And it was cheaper than the dial-up crap service I was getting from AT&T. But this is where we are now. It, well, what I know about this, because I helped, you know, launch some of the biggest companies around this one who ended up getting bought by, by, uh, by, uh, what was it? Uh, GTE internet, which became Verizon, whatever. Oh, right. One of the things they do is they get government subsidies to install this huge, you know, fiber and we're going to do this. And then they don't. And then there's no government regulation that comes along and said, hey, you just took $50 billion to install this and nothing happened. And they go, oh, yeah, that's that's too bad. It was uh, it was a problem. We had water mains break. Yeah. Uh, but but one of the things I also learned was that when you do have some market there, occasionally you get a great company like I've got in San Rafael, California, Sonic, which gave us fiber at an amazing price, and they had started installing it in San Francisco. And I was one of the first people to get it. Mm. And I learned that it was so amazing, but also because they had great policies about privacy. And so whenever I talk about, you know, you got a good ISP, it's not just that they have great products, but also that they understand that, you know, the government is going to try and, you know, go in and, and attack them and use them. And so they stand up for the, the consumer's rights. But the only reason I got that is because San Francisco and Silicon Valley has enough people who, you know, say, hey, we've got big bucks. We want oh, yeah. this here. Whereas out in where are you? What city are you in in Arizona again? Chandler. Chandler. The only thing that you might have an option, again, it would cost more, is sometimes big communities have options that are available for uh, microwave towers. Mm. Like we have in, in mm-hmm. California and San Francisco, something called monkey brains, which is like a microwave tower. So still not something that the average person can install. No. And that's the thing. And, you know, one of the nice things about being here is I, I'm in a lovely neighborhood with no homeowners association. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, it, it is, believe me, much better than dealing with the homeowners and, and, you know, the, the internal politics of those kind of things. Um, but that said, um, you know, I guess it would be harder to get anything done on a level like that. So it has to be the city and not the, the inter, the, the, the specific community that can get this done. And allegedly there's fiber, being laid in Chandler, but Chandler's huge. I just am learning how big it, this is a huge, I was going to say town, but it's a city. Well, you need to find, when you find out where the Chandler is, then you need to contact that company and see what their plans are. Cause that's what I found out with Sonic is I saw, well, we're going to do this side of the San Francisco only on the odd numbered streets, which, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we were not on and then you can do it. Um, before your guest comes on, I want to yeah, say another positive thing that's you know coming up today yes. in the news. Okay, um, Rudy Giuliani mm. is in his uh, his defamation case with Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, and he was going on today. It's like you know this will be the end of me, the civil case. And what I always like to do is remind people of the incredible harm and damage that he caused these people. Their lives were destroyed. They were getting constant threats. They had to move out of their house. And we now see that the media is focusing, well, you know, what did we, you know, poor Rudy. I mean, they're not focusing on it, but that's, he's trying to claim that he will be the victim. Yeah. Oh, such a victim. Poor guy lied his ass off. And he, you know what? He's allegedly broke. Well, that's what happens when, what was his rent? Like $75,000 a month or something insane like that. You know, it's all monopoly money to me at that level. But, you know, and he was charging Trump allegedly, what, $20,000 an hour or something. You know, that, that kind of money is, it just is not real. And so people who live in that neighborhood, <laughs> you know, get what they deserve, I guess. It's, it- yeah, well, I, I do, I do hope that one of the things that done, and this is one of the things we learned, and I actually advised the, uh, the lawyers for, uh, St. Luke's in the case against, uh, Ammon Bundy is 
when you've got a case that you're going to win, prepare for the people who are the defendants to just try and hide their assets. Always. And there's a well, lot of things you can let's do. Let's go back to Alex Jones, who yeah, exactly. was found liable to pay these Sandy Hook families Close to a billion dollars. I mean, it was a massive award. He hasn't given them one red cent. And from what we understand, he's still spending like that proverbial drunken right. sca- sailor. Right. He hasn't he hasn't curbed his spending habits at all, but he's thumbing his nose at the court who said you need to pay these people money for what you did to them. And he's just not. So I don't know what the answer is. Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with the uh, the lawyers on that case because there was a there was a discussion about having some sort of uh, settlement deal, which was like you know give us eighty six million dollars over this short period of time instead of that. And the way that it works is if you have a settlement, of course, it is going to be trying to collect it is is a different situation. But the court actually has a number of tools that they can use, like putting a lien on their property and those kind of things. It is a question of when you have that much money, what can you do in order to get it? And they have, you know, good lawyers. The question is, I still want to know what happens when he starts again with new slander, et cetera. And and in that call, which again, the call with Elon Musk and uh, and Alex Jones was insane where Musk just was saying, well, people have to follow the law and blah, 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 which he really doesn't do on that platform. It's a very different situation. And I think that Alex Jones is going to try not to break the law, but he's going to offend again. He's going to use his word to commit another crime and that will lead to another lawsuit. Whether or not it kicks him off of X is not necessarily going to happen, but he needs to have something where it ends into, you know, contempt where he is uh, not allowed to keep saying these things or he has to be forced to pay. Well, uh, but what is the, what is the mechanism? I mean, we don't have debtors prisons, although we do for poor people, you know, you, yeah. when you look at it, people who don't have money to get a great attorney, there are debtors prisons for those people. They do wind up in jail. It's if you have all the money in the world and you decide you're not going to pay, they somehow avoid incarceration or being held accountable. You know, it's just it sucks. So there's another story today, Spaco, that I did want to talk about. That's just it, it's inconceivable. And it makes you go, what year is this? And the year is actually 2023, not 1923, although you might think it was 1923 if you lived in Texas or Florida or any of these states that have these these horrific abortion laws. And make no mistake, it's not about abortion. It's about women's health care. And in this case, this woman, her name is um, uh, Kate Cox. Speaking of Cox, I, uh, I'm guessing she's not part of the Cox Internet yeah. Fortune family, or she could, she could find a way around this. And as it is, so Kate Cox is the mother of two, has two kids, wants more, desperately wants this baby that she's pregnant with, but she was told that it's, she's got this, the baby, the fetus has this rare genetic condition and will not survive. Um, if it's born alive, it will not live. It will suffer. And in a normal world, this woman would have no problem getting an abortion, but the state of Texas says, no, once a heartbeat is, is, um, uh, is, is heard, uh, you can't do that. Even though it's not a heartbeat, it's like an electrical pulse or something. There was no heart formed at that point. Um, the, uh, there was a ruling, a judge said she sued to be able to get an abortion because she still wants kids. And if she's forced to carry this fetus to term, not only will the fetus die, but she will likely be rendered in, 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 in able, unable to carry another pregnancy. And so a court ruled that she could have the abortion until that, that felon, the Texas attorney general, Ken Paxton asked the Texas Supreme court to step in and block the order, which they did. They said, Nope, you can't get health care, Even though her fetus has a fatal condition and continuing the pregnancy threatens her future fertility, fertility. 
So the reason she hadn't fled the state before was because the law in Texas is so obscene that if you helped Kate Cox go to another state to get the medical care she needs, you can be prosecuted. And, um, it, but she wound up, I guess she left today to go somewhere. We don't know where, but she, she left. Um, uh, the Center for Reproductive Rights is working with her. Here's what they shitted out. They said, Kate desperately wanted to be able to get care where she lives and recover at home surrounded by family. While Kate had the ability to leave the state, most people do not. And a situation like this could be a death sentence. And then they also said, this is the result of the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade. Women are forced to beg for urgent health care in court. Kate's case has shown the world that abortion bans are dangerous for pregnant people and exceptions don't work. Um, so I guess we wait and see, wait for the other shoe to drop, which is, will her husband be prosecuted for driving her to the airport or uh, aiding her in leaving the state to get the health care she needs? Wow. I'm just, uh, this is the kind of craziness that happens and people need to hear these stories. I think, uh, Liz, remember Liz Weinstein had, uh, had her, uh, uh, abortion, her action network and talked about, she says, these are the kind of stories that people need to hear because it is so clear that the people around can see well, that this is crazy. This can't be happening. And they Liz Winstead, you mean, ex- right? Not want Liz, Liz Winstead. Winstead. Yeah. Winstead, yeah I'm sorry. Gotcha. Okay. Um, she kept talking about the, well, this was, it was a wanted pregnancy, et cetera. As those are the kinds of things that people say when they're trying to get, you know, the best case scenario, et, et cetera, that's not the ones that are brought up by the right. They'll bring up the, oh, she just, you know, wants to get, you know, she, she, she wants to use abortion as a as birth control. What I'm always amazed about is that when you actually would bring some of those people like, you know, Ken Paxton, and they talk about she met the various different criteria, et cetera, et cetera. And then they still say, yeah, you know, this is, we're going to have to let it happen. Those are the kinds of people that are, are fine with this. I'm, 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 I'm amazed that they'll still say that it's okay. Um, uh, this, this shit has got to stop. And, and so this is still going on while, uh, all these so-called progressives are saying, I won't vote for Joe Biden again because I don't like what he's doing. Good. So you'd rather have Donald Trump because, frankly, that's going to be the choice unless something drastic happens. And let's face it, something drastic could happen Too many drastic things could happen between now and November. But as of right now, it looks like it's going to be a rematch between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. If they you, all want the if cheeseburger to choke out Trump. Home, well, that would be a wonderful thing. But if you stay home because it's some kind of protest vote against Joe Biden, you think what you're protesting is going to be any better under Trump? Whether it's abortion rights, whether it's Muslim rights, whether it's, um, you know, the survival of Palestinians in Gaza. You think Trump is going to be better than Biden? Come on. And and then I read something today, some some group, and, and I, it, it went in one ear and out the other, and I said, it, they, they said something to the effect of, well, it'll get worse for a little while, but people will learn. Bullshit. It got worse. We had four years of Trump. People didn't learn. For some reason, the, the brain dead among us are still thinking they're going to vote for him. You know, I'm often curious about how it is that people were bring this up. And someone talked about how the media really love the the horse race and they want to keep talking about, well, well, next time these things will be worse. And I think Marcy keeps talking about, but these are all the terrible things that he did at yes. the time yes. that were horrible. Horrible. And remember, you know, remember the march. On, was it January 22nd? It was the day after inauguration. And um, the, the the millions of people worldwide who came out and the pussy hats and all that, how quickly we forget. There are bigger issues than your problem with Joe Biden. I'm sorry he's old. Um, 
you know, Norman Lear lived to 101. And guess what? He was brilliant, probably up to his last year. Uh, You know, enough with the age thing. And Donald Trump is no younger than Joe Biden. Three years when you're an octogenarian is not is imperceivable. So. I'm an octogenarian. <laughs> what is that a superhero name? Come what on, is man. that? Come oh, on, man. man. So yeah, I, it's just I, it's I I I hear these arguments and I and then. You know, then I I have a friend, an old friend. I I keep up with some old friends on Facebook. It's the reason I'm still on Facebook. And I see her, and she's not a political person. I know her from the music world. And she's like, oh, because Joe Biden refuses to step aside, we're going to be stuck with Donald Trump again. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you parroting right-wing talking points? Joe Biden should not step aside. He's actually done a really good job and start listing some of the things that he's done. Um, why would you say such a thing? It's like groupthink and it's it, it's working against us. Stop it. Good news is boring. And I, they talk about before is like that is one of the geniuses of Trump and Bannon. And those people. One is flooding the zone with crap that we have to deal with. I was just thinking about how I was going through that entire call with Elon and Alex and thinking, well, I could debate this. I could point out this is a lie, et cetera. And I thought it just exhausted me. And so that's why I wanted to focus on, think about all the people that the, the words that they spoke that harmed people. And I can go through and say exactly what he said. It's again and again, but they then repeat the lies over and over to a public who are, you know, eager to take it in and don't really want to hear the, the, uh, the lies. Uh, they, they, they don't really want to hear the truth because it takes too long and it's boring. Yeah. And you know what, though? Fox is now starting to, to speak the truth. I mean, there's a, um, um, I've seen a few, you've seen, I have, I don't watch Fox, but I've seen clips where people have said, um, that, uh, you know, anchors on Fox, they're, they're, I, I can't call them news people, but they're on air personalities have said, uh, they've corrected Trump's bullshit by saying, oh, the, the, the election was not stolen. You know, he lost, um, which is something they never said a few years ago. Well, I think there's a part of this, again, the new management at uh, at Fox is trying to, you know, keep it open so they can have, you know, something happen. They're preparing for the, you know, cheeseburger end of, of Trump where they put in somebody else. But one of the things that they also had to deal with, they dealt with this multiple million dollar settlement with Dominion <sighs> and, and the new smart the smart case, case is, is just in. coming up. And that's a bigger case than exactly. the Dominion one. And that's the one way in some cases that you can deal with these companies is to make it so it is going to cost them financially right. if they are lying. And what we see with uh, with Elmo was he decided that he didn't need any money financially. And so he could just tell the uh, advertisers to, you know, go F yourself. Yeah. And he is able to do that. Be- and so now he's just trying, trying to get people to pay for subscriptions or to build up his numbers. Yep. And the numbers is what he's going to say. Oh, we've got all these people, 10 million people listen to uh, to Tucker Carlson on the stream, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if he doesn't care about the money and he just wants to push a message and he's got the money to do it, then he can do it. And as uh, Cory Doctorhood says, there needs to be a way to discipline a company or a person that is causing harm. And I believe that this is causing harm when he sends out this kind of horrific information. Um, well, you know, th- this is this is the new normal. This is where we are today. But here, I'm going to go out with this, Spocko. So, um, you know, Arthur Neville who is related to the Neville brothers. What the hell she's doing on Fox? I don't know, but I guess she's a weekend person on Fox. She actually, um, I think it was last week, cut off Trump at a rally. They were carrying it live. And she listened to this. She cut him off and, um, and well, did this. Here. Bigger, better, and it works. My work. 
And then, no. Well, the former president finally got around to some campaign promises amid lots of cheering, as you heard. Many untruths. The 2020 election was not rigged. It was not stolen. Oh, uh, many untruths. The 2020 election was not rigged. It was not stolen. Those words were on Fox. Yeah, and she'll be fired in five, (laughs) four, three, Two. two. Well, she's a Neville. So she's been there forever. I don't know when she's on, but I don't watch Fox, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah, the Neville brothers are really good. I, I, I don't know why she's on Fox. Well, you know, job, money, I get it. Anyway, Spocko, thank you for calling in. Spocko say, to pleasure. save the day. My um, guest was a no-show. I guess he's, he's living high off the big bucks he's getting for his book. <laughs> Thank you, Spocko. Tomorrow, Laffy will be here. We got that going for us. All right. Thank you for hanging with me. This was fun. Better than the interview would have been, I'm guessing. Oh, and he's gone. All right. That's it. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everyone. So much for a Monday, huh? Peace out.